Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I'm Jason Scorse. I hope everybody is doing great. The spring where I'm at has finally landed. It was a long winter of kind of moldy, rainy, damp. Nothing horrible happened to me and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't sub- freezing and you know anything horrible like that but it was kind of getting on my mental state so happy to see some sunshine and be in spring and the flowers and the green and I hope you all wherever you are are enjoying it the same and so today's episode is entitled the GOP sinks ever lower and for many of you you might be amazed to just watch a once proud political party just really scrape the bottom of the barrel on depravity. And yet, this isn't really that surprising to me because there is no bottom to the GOP. I've said this many times before. There is no bottom that they will not sink to until they are defeated. They are aiming for the abyss. That's where they're headed, and that's where they're going. And I want to be clear again, this is not opinion. This is based on fact, and I'm going to outline some of this in this episode. And I'm going to do something a little different in the antidote, which is kind of recommend what we would need to hear from the GOP as a sign of health, right? That the sign that it was actually coming out of the abyss and might be making its way back into respectability. I think we are a long way off from that. But it's a good exercise, and also it's a point to make to say that I'm fine with center-right parties. There's plenty of decent center-right parties around the world. What I'm not okay with is fascism, violence, racism, and depravity. And that is essentially the core of the GOP uh, at this moment in time. Now, before I get into this, I want to just make a general comment that it It kind of sucks being right in America about so much bad stuff. I've been right about 95% of the stuff that I've opinionated on, opined on, in the last 20 years. And I don't don't say that to brag. I don't say that to say I'm so special. In fact, I think I'm completely not special at all. The reality is if you pay attention to just facts, if you just tune out the bullshit and just look at facts... The history of America, the political institutions, the power structures. The, America is very easy to predict. And in fact, the GOP is incredibly predictable. And so being right isn't that hard. You just have to tune out the bullshit and you have to just be grounded in some basic facts. So I've been right about the global war on terrorism, the invasion of Afghanistan, the invasion of Iraq, the Tea Party, about the rise of Trump. And being right is lonely in America because most people in America are lost in delusional and wishful thinking and they just can't see through the bullshit. And that's kind of what this podcast is about, right? Just putting out a record there. I'm, I'm nobody famous at all. 
I'm not writing opinion columns in the New York Times all the time. I don't have millions of listeners. But it's just for the record to let people know that an average person who just pays attention can see the reality clearly. It's not that hard. And again, I want to be clear here too. I wish I had been wrong. Right? I wish the Middle East was a flourishing democracy right now and I had been wrong about Afghanistan and Iraq and Afghanistan was you know, a liberal democracy and the Taliban were bank- vanquished and women were enjoying equal rights. I wish Trump had, once he had won the presidency, been, holy shit, I'm now the president of the United States, I better get serious. And he would have been center-right probably, but he used to be a Democrat. He came from, he was a liberal. He gave money to Hillary Clinton's Senate campaign. So I thought maybe he would come back, you know, and he could have governed like as maybe even a centrist. Do some building. He could have done the infrastructure deal. Do some stuff, you know, on, um, you know, on maybe some, you know, some serious criminal justice reform or something. I don't know, but have just been a decent president. I wish that were true. Right? I'm not happy to be right about all this shitty stuff. Right? I don't like being right about how fucked up America is. But one thing I've just made a pledge to myself and a pledge to this podcast, a pledge to my students, is I don't sugarcoat anything. Reality is reality. Facts are facts. And you can't wish them away. Right? And so look, while I don't generally like commenting much on recent news, right? Most of this podcast for the last, you know, what, six, seven years has been on kind of things that have a more medium or long-term valiance. But this past week has just been so batshit insane that I thought it would be time, a good time, to kind of take stock of the GOP's descent into madness and then also talk about what it might look like for them to come out of the madness. And so I'm going to talk about a bunch of stuff. The Trump indictment. Uncle Clarence Thomas's corruption, more MAGA judges making a mockery of the rule of law on abortion this time, more school shootings and mass shootings, the Tennessee GOP's racist, insane response to its own legislators in its own house, state house. And then on this day that I'm recording this, there was just another mass shooting in Kentucky, right? So it just it's just been a crazy week, but particularly not just the events but the, the, the Republicans' response to these events. So the first thing, let's just get the Trump stuff out of the way. First thing I just want to say is, for those of you who saw The Dark Knight um, with Heath Ledger playing Joker, um, you know, which is kind of an iconic character, I want to say Trump is basically Joker from that movie. He's dumber, right? Joker in that movie is a, is a kind of a criminal mastermind. Trump is not a master bond, but it's, the character is basically the same. Kind of a creepy, weird, somewhat charismatic to certain groups of people, somewhat funny to somewhat, some groups of people. So again, Joker is like the criminal that you kind of like a little, kind of like Darth Vader almost if you're a Star Wars fan. But what did Joker want? Joker wanted to just burn the place to the ground. That's what he got off on, was just burning the place to the ground and his supporters got off on burning the place to the ground. And that's basically what Trump is. He's kind of like a dumb joker from The Dark Knight. You could also think of him as kind of from a more American-centric worldview in the modern era, kind of a combination of pro-wrestling, 
just all this outrageous, stupid, performative stuff for really, you know, weird sets of people. Um, but that no one really takes seriously, but kind of has a little edge to it. And then he's kind of mixed that in with like the televangelist, the kind of creepy grifter. And so Trump is like as America as it comes, just like the kind of the, the, the id, the, the distilled essence of all the corrupt, grifting, weird, sadistic shit in America. Now, he's a career criminal who should today, as we speak, already be in jail for life for literally dozens of felonies. And I don't, I don't want to go through the litany. I mean, there's just so many crimes he has committed and been accused of that even if he was uh, guilty of one-tenth, and he's probably guilty of 90%, he would be in jail for life, right? So his indictment by the Manhattan DA was not a solemn moment, right? It was a day of celebration, and it was way overdue. So again, these legacy, legacy media organizations talking about, oh, it's, you know, it's a solemn moment, a first time a president's been indicted. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? It's just like the legacy media is so bad, so horrible. What is horrible about indicting a former president? It's the exact opposite. What's horrible in American history is that we've let so many corrupt presidents off the hook, right? That we, we didn't jail the people, you know, the generals of the Civil War. That they, they died peacefully in their bed, these fucking traitors, right? That Richard Nixon didn't go to jail. That fucking Ronald Reagan for the Iran-Contra didn't go to jail. The reason Trump felt he could get away with so much shit is because we let people get away with so much shit, right? So that it took us almost 250 years to indict a former president. That should be, you know, that's the, that's the horrible thing. Not that we did it, that it took us so long to do it is what's bad. So again, this notion that like we've passed a Rubicon, we passed this red line, bullshit. We passed the Rubicon and the red lines long ago because of what Republicans and particularly Trump have done. Throwing kids in cages, fucking talking up Vladimir Putin and saying you trust Putin more than your own intelligence services. Right? We crossed these red lines long ago because of actions by Trump and Republicans, not by indicting him. Accountability is not the problem. It's the fucking crimes that are the problem. So the fact is, it's kind of a relief that at least the beginning of accountability has started, that at least the legal system has a pulse. It's not completely dead. Right. So also, while it is true that this you know, kind of hush money, illegal payments case is the weakest of what is likely to be many indictments coming in the next few months. The Georgia case, the federal cases, I am glad it came first because it helps rally the GOP base around Trump. They're going to rally around him no matter what. But if the first case had been the insurrection, the indictment was for like trying to overthrow the government, that would have made it a little hard for them to rally around. But this one's easy. It's a district attorney in Manhattan. It's some hush money payments. It's kind of obscure legal stuff. It's a black guy, so they can throw in the kind of racism into it. So it makes it easy for Republicans to rally around Trump. And I love that because I want Trump to be the nominee. I want him to be the nominee so that he gets fucking crushed next year and helps bring down the Republican Party. So again, the Trump indictment, all I got to say is, Let's, I'm celebrating.
Big claps. Raise a glass. And I can't wait for more. I can't wait until the Georgia case and, you know, Jack Smith's cases come out. So more indictments, the better. This is at least showing the legal system, again, is, is not completely dead. Right? So again, nothing solemn about it. All good. Now, if I was to take a guess, Trump's VP pick for the 24 ticket will likely be Marjorie Taylor Greene, this fascist freak who, you know, is just an embarrassment to the nation. And I want to just talk again about the legacy media here for a second. The fact that they gave her an interview on 60 Minutes is such a fucking disgrace that they gave her a platform to air her fucking nonsense. She talked about Democrats being pedophiles on you know national TV, on a respectable, quote, respectable media outlet. It's just beyond the pale. It shows that most of these media outlets have learned absolutely fucking nothing these past few years, literally nothing, to put someone like that on air, right? The sane among us, Those of us who have not lost our goddamn minds are trying to get America back to sanity. We're trying to bring sanity back to the American civic population, the civic discourse. It is a hard job with so much crazy to be a voice of reason. And we're not getting any assist from the main legacy media. It is really tough when they are just doing everything just ass backwards. So it's basically up to us to do our best to hold everyone to account. That's the purpose or one of the purposes of this podcast. And, you know, it's just what we need to do as citizens. As bad and crazy as it is, we must remain clear-headed, focus on the facts, focus on the rule of law, on justice, on basic civic virtues, and try to bring America back from the brink. That is the goal. So after the break, I'm going to talk about more of the crazy stuff that went on this week as the GOP sunk ever lower. Okay, so for those who wonder how the GOP can keep getting worse, let me remind you that when you get your base addicted to lunacy, you need to constantly up the ante, right? So first you start out with Democrats and liberals are socialists. And, you know, that works for a minute. People tend not to like socialism in America. But then that crack high wears off. And what's next? They're communists. They're Leninists. And that's kind of weird, but it's a little stronger than socialists, so maybe that works for a minute. But then that doesn't shock you anymore, so where do you go to? They're pedophiles, they're globalists, they're traitors, they're trying to replace you. And then, of course, because you have to, 
you throw in some Jew baiting, and you throw in some George Soros references. Because, you know, you got to throw in some anti-Semitism if you're going to throw in all the conspiracies and the kitchen sink. So the reason that it just keep, they can keep upping the ante is they will not stop until they face the political wilderness. Until the Republican Party has been shown that there is just no way for them to win national office with this lunacy, they're going to keep doing it, right? And sadly, in a system like the United States' system that is so rigged in favor of the GOP, both respect to the Electoral College, right? Democrats need to win 52, 53, 54% of the vote in the ele- you know popular vote to win the Electoral College, right? That's like a few percentage points in America is huge, right? Remember, um, Trump won with 46% of the vote. He won the presidency in 2016. So again, the system is rigged. Republicans are right about that. It's rigged for them. And the Senate is even worse. Right? All these Republican senators from these tiny states, I mean, these are states that don't have as much money, I mean, not much money, as much, well, not money or people, as like as a liberal city. New York City, L.A., these cities are bigger than like a dozen states that have two Republican senators, right? And so they get packed with these nut jobs that represent, you know, so few people. And then, of course, you have gerrymandering that's allowed by the corrupt right-wing court that was stacked by stealing Obama's pick and then putting in um, Trump's pick after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Remember, in one term, Trump got three Supreme Court picks. Okay, in two terms, Bush got two and Obama got two. In one term, Trump got three. So all the major institutions are completely fucking rigged for the Republicans, right? So... The reality is, as crazy as they are, they almost won in 2020. They lost by 7 million votes, but 100,000 votes, if they had gone a different way, Trump would have been legitimately elected. The Senate map is so bad in 24 that even if Trump runs and gets crushed, the Republicans could take back the Senate. That's how bad the map is, right? So the reality is, it's going to take a while. They really have to lose and lose and lose till they finally exhaust themselves. And that could be, you know, I don't know, that could be many years, decades. I don't know. But it's not not just around the corner unless we really give them a shellacking next year. So let's now move on to, you know, now that we know structurally why they can be so crazy, let's talk about some of the shit that went down this last week. So there was another school shooting because in America... The number one cause of death among young people is guns. We're the only advanced country in the world to have gun deaths as the number one cause of death for children. And we had more children murdered by guns in Tennessee. And so what did the fucking lunatics in the Tennessee legislature do? They have a supermajority, right? They have a supermajority so they can do whatever the hell they want. Two or three of the Tennessee legislators um, protested against gun you know against guns because the Tennessee legislature said we're not going to do anything. You had this one guy who represents, you know, one of the districts near where the massacre was. He's like, "Eh, nothing we can do. I homeschool my kids. You know, we don't have to worry about it. Our kids at home. She's not going to get shot." I mean, that's literally what he said to a reporter. You know? And so these people they protested, peaceful protest. And they expelled two of the three legislators for a peaceful protest. 
The two that they expelled were young black people by an all-white Tennessee legislator of right-wing fanatics. And the way they talked to them, I mean, it was like it, you were, it was like watching a, a time capsule out of the 1940s or 50s of like old boy Southern racists talking down to black people. And you just go, wow, these people are just lost in some ancient racist fucking world. They just have not entered the 21st century, right? So that, that's step one. Then, of course, there's you know another shooting, as I record this in Kentucky, more people murdered. I don't think children, but you know more people murdered because that's what we do in America. We, uh, we make sure guns can go out to everybody so we get a mass chaos. And by the way, Kentucky has a law where confiscated guns from criminals are then auctioned off and the money goes to the police department. So there have been attempts to take those guns off the street and destroy them. But Kentucky, nah. What's what's the use of doing that when you got a good gun? Good gun makes some money. They auction off the guns. And then those guns have been implicated in more crimes. That's how fucking batshit the tennis the Kentucky legislature is. And again, Republican dominated. But, you know, Ron DeSantis, not to be outdone with the MAGA bullshit, he signs into law permitless open carry in Florida. Because what better way to ensure public safety and law and order than any idiot with a fucking gun can, you know, um, can, I'm sorry, not permitless open carry, permitless concealed carry, can conceal their gun on them. Because that'll, that'll, that'll turn the pressure down. That'll turn the violence down. Make sure everybody has a gun in their glove compartment, in their purse. Everybody's walking around armed. You don't need a permit to have concealed carry now in Florida. Of course, open carry is, is, um, is already allowed. I'm going to put in the show notes here a, um, a conversation on the, from the bulwark with Charlie Sykes where he just goes off on guns and the Republican cowardice on guns. And again, Charlie Sykes is a conservative. He was a Republican for a long time. And to hear what he says on guns is amazing. I'll put the timestamp in there. The whole show is good. It's with Tim Miller. But I'll put the timestamp in there and just start there if you want to hear his riff on Republicans and guns. Moving on to the other side of the American Taliban, which is taking away women's rights and making sure that they do not have bodily autonomy. A district judge, MAGA nut job in Texas, just said that the abortion pill, which the FDA approved over 20 years ago and has been said to be completely safe in hundreds of studies, said, nope, got to take it off the market. Some bullshit arcane ruling. We'll see how it plays out if it gets overturned. But again, as of now, it looks like you know one of the main medical abortion um, and completely safe, right? This is, by the way, you do this in the very early stages of pregnancy, right? Before that embryo turns into something that can feel pain and have feelings and have brain waves. So this is trying to end the pregnancy at the very beginning, right? Before it has any sentience. And they took that away. And remember, right? When, when Republicans said they wanted to overturn Roe versus Wade, they said, let, let the states decide, right? That's democracy. Let the states decide. And yet they're pushing rulings to take away things nationally. So again, that was bullshit, right? It was bullshit. They were lying. They want to map a national abortion ban. 
One good thing on the abortion side, though, is the there was a very big race for Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin, and it was going to have big implications because it's the swing seat, and so if it went to this right wing nut job, um, he was going to you know make sure abortion was outlawed in Wisconsin. If it went to the liberal, um, she was clear that she would overturn the kind of the ancient 19th century law banning abortion. And, um, and she won. She crushed the right winger. This guy is such an asshole that in his concession speech, he said, you know, how horrible his opponent was and what a horrible liar. And he wished that, you know, he could say something nice about her, but he couldn't. So, you know, and then another just MAGA douchebag. He's also an election denier and just, you know, the worst of the worst, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, so the last thing I want to end with here is more stuff has come out about Uncle Clarence Thomas, the most corrupt Supreme Court justice in the modern era. Remember, his wife is a complete MAGA fascist lunatic who tried to overturn the election, right? So the wife of the Supreme Court justice tried to help with the coup, right? Great stuff. Now it turns out he's been um, receiving huge gifts from this right-wing billionaire for decades, and he hasn't disclosed any of it. Right, and it's completely illegal. Now, this the crazy thing is this right-wing billionaire. You can go check this out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Collects memorabilia from autocrats and actually collects Nazi memorabilia. He says he does it as a testament to all the evil that men have done to each other and to humanity. But that's some creepy ass shit. You collect Nazi memorabilia and you have it like a museum in your house. Now, maybe you don't like Nazis, but I don't like Nazis, and that means I don't have Nazi shit in my house. Weird, weird stuff. But again, Thomas completely fucking thoroughly corrupt, and yet, you know, one of these nine people in robes who gets to, you know, dictate the law for the country, who's unelected with a lifetime appointment, no ethical standards, and no accountability. Now, as I end this segment here, I want to be clear here. The scary thing is, no matter... How bad this list I gave you. This is one week. This is one week of GOP depravity. I bet you if I scoured the news some more, I would find more shit in state legislatures. More crazy things judges are doing. But this was just the headline attention stuff, grabbing stuff that I listened to on other podcasts that I then read up on. So, you know, it's just, it's just really insane, the mind-numbing depravity on the right here. And so we march on, you know, we march on day by day doing our best to bring sanity to America and to fight the corruption of the right wing. That's all we can do. And that's, again, what this podcast is about. So the antidote after the break, which, as I mentioned, is going to be a little different this time on what I want to hear from the Republicans to in that or what things, if, if I heard them, would indicate to me that they were, you know, trying to step out of the abyss, that they were trying to make a good faith effort to become a legitimate political party again. So that right after the break.
Okay, so for the antidote, I want to kind of go through some of the things that I need to hear from Republicans to indicate to me that they want to be treated like a serious political party and that I should maybe start holding some of my judgments and and give them some benefit of the doubt. And I'm recommending that you be on the lookout for this type of language too. Because I want to be clear, I'm totally fine with a legitimate center-right party in America. I'm not, I have nothing against conservatism in its true, you know, legitimate, reasonable form. What I don't want is MAGA fascism. And the Republican Party is a MAGA fascist party. Right, right now, in 2023, this serial, rapist, you know, twice impeached, coup-plotting, sociopathic, kids-in-cages lunatic has 80% approval among Republicans. Four out of five Republicans say they approve of Donald Trump. That's all you need to say, right? So I guess one of the metrics would be I'd like to see that approval less than 50%. I'd like to see a day where approval of Donald Trump is less than 50%. That's step one. But here's some affirmative things I want to hear them say. I want to hear Republicans say, we deeply believe in democracy and voting rights. And we believe we have the best ideas. And therefore, we are not scared of people voting. We want to make it easy for all citizens to vote. We want to make sure there's no fraud. That's fine. Absolutely fine. But we want to make it easy for everyone to vote because we're confident we have the best ideas and let the best ideas win. That is just the baseline, the lowest bar possible for any political party. Any political party that is trying to talk about real Americans versus unreal Americans, people who should be able to vote, who not, who are U.S. citizens, That's not legitimate to me. You have to be in favor of democracy. That is step one. I want to hear affirmatively. I want to see Republicans putting forth bills and ideas to expand voting rights. Step one. I want to hear Trump lost the 2020 election. He lost. Done. End of story. January 6th was a coup attempt and an insurrection. I want to hear Vladimir Putin is the enemy. He is the enemy of the West. He is a fascist thug who invaded Ukraine illegally and is a war criminal, and we should fight him. I also want to hear Republicans stop calling Democrats, communists, socialists trying to destroy America. When I talk about Republicans trying to destroy America, I can point to actual things they are doing that are harming America, whether weakening gun laws, taking away women's rights, subsidizing fossil fuel, supporting Putin. 
Okay, I can point to actual things. That's what I ask of you, Republicans. Stop the, oh, you're a communist, you're how to destroy America, you're liberal, blah, blah, blah. Stop that. Tell me a policy or a law that Democrats are either you know, proposing or have put into place that is harmful to America and why. Don't tell me Obamacare is death panels, blah, blah, blah. Show me what Obamacare has done that you think is bad for America. And again, not just vague bullshit. Show me. Okay. And then finally, the last thing I need to see is I want real solutions to problems. You don't like my liberal democratic solutions to gun issues, to health care, to climate? Then show me your version. On guns, you can't just tell me the Second Amendment means anyone can have any amount of guns, unlimited ammo, and sorry, we're just going to have to deal with mass shootings and children being murdered. That can't be the fucking answer. you got to come up with something better than that. Health care. You can't just say, well, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're not rich, you don't get health care. Oh, well, drug price is too high. Oh, well, save your pennies. You have to have a fucking policy. right? We're an advanced country. We're the richest nation in the world, right? Our citizens should have some basic health care. Come up with your idea. The climate crisis. Don't give me no bullshit about the climate's always changing. Fuck that. It's a crisis. Tell me what you're going to do. You don't like the Inflation Reduction Act? You don't like paying people to get EVs and solar panels? What's your idea to actually reduce greenhouse gas emissions? Show me the fucking policy. So here it is. I outlined a few things. And by the way, conservative parties in the UK, conservative parties in France, conservative parties in Australia, in South Korea, they do these things. What I'm asking is not unreasonable. Do I agree with all of them in those countries? No. But they have positions. They act with some basic reason and rationality. Again, I doubt I'll I'll like, in the rest of my life, I doubt I'll like much of what the Republican Party does. But there's a difference between a legitimate center-right party doing things I don't like and a fascist, anti-democratic party that shouldn't have any business with any power at all, which is the current state of the Republican Party. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and as well as Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, I hope you're again enjoying the spring, getting some nice weather, and uh, stay safe. Take care.